Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest episode, the newest edition of Three In, Three Out. I am your host, Clinton Bonner, and we have we have some some leaks. We got leaks, we got early leaks, we got late leaks, we got full schedules, we got week tens, week ones, we got dreams, we got 17, 18 weeks of campus, 17 games to go. Brandon Schultz, I'm joined by the one, the only the great Brandon Schultz coming in from Montana. Brandon, even though it's two hours previous to where I am, it, does time work that way? Have you not seen the schedule yet? No, I, I actually, I did get the schedule the same time as you. I I feel like it, this is, I feel like Adam Sandler and Billy Madison on schedule release day, running out to the mailbox. It's, it's here. I'm going to get the schedule. I want to read through it. I'm following all of the leaks all throughout the day. I'm going, oh, man, there's there's still games that we don't know, and it's almost time. And then finally, we we get the the rest of the announcement, and now we can start making plans. We can start making plans, Clinton, for the 2021 season. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be a big year. And we, we of course, have all the, the hope in the world that no matter what part of the country you're in, and even the the, the overseas games that are planned, that it'll be nothing like last year, and we could get back to hugging each other, buying each other beers, grilling in the parking lots, and, and as flockers, as fans, as fanatics, getting together to watch our beloved Seahawks in this quest for another Lombardi. So, Brandon, I'm excited. I'm looking at this. I came, I told you, I folks out there, I'll just, I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I came in, I just, just mowed the lawn. It's a little warm here in Connecticut, not all that warm just yet, but warm enough that I should have really taken the, uh, the hoodie off while I mowed. So I'm coming in a bit <laughs> rank, coming in a bit hot. I got a fresh seltzer to help me out here. And I'm looking at these with some fresh eyes and it's an interesting schedule. I, I, you know, what, I guess we should just dive right in. Is there something standing out to you, Brandon, where you're like, you know what? Let's go here. Let's talk about this first. Why don't you take, take, the, take the wheel? Let's start at the beginning, Clinton, because week one, we, we got the announcement early on Wednesday and the Seahawks are, they are opening on the road, which is, you know, always a little bit of a bummer when, when you start the season, if there's going to be fans back in the stands, I feel like you want to start the season at home. It's not happening for Seattle. They're starting in Indianapolis. And not only that, but it is the 10 a.m. Pacific start time. But it is that start time that they have been outstanding at these last few seasons. So week one on the road against the Colts. And I, I had to laugh a little bit, Clinton, because at Colts coverage on Twitter, says as soon as this was released it says the Colts land a favorable matchup to open the season the Seahawks have a relatively horrid defense and a very bad offensive line Colts should have every opportunity to start the season 1-0 which is a really strong take for a team that hasn't won a week one game since 2013 yeah I want to just you know maybe just uh, volley a question back to the that Colts handle Brandon, maybe you could just, you know, role play for a second. Hey, what was the handle again? What was at something? Colts underscore coverage. Okay. Hey, hey, at Colts underscore coverage. Besides the fact that that's a terrible Twitter handle. Uh, just remind me again, who's your uh, starting quarterback this year? I think it's Carson Wentz. I think it's supposed to be Carson Wentz. Right, right. So it's Carson Wentz. And you believe that you have some sort of advantage over the Seahawks because of a bad offensive line that improved. This is this is the national media. This is what happens. This is the it's a microcosm of like watching the draft coverage. And when people are like, how could they do that? They got to fix the offensive line. But it's like, no, if you understand the team, 
There were other needs that were more glaring and other role players, which we addressed, talked about that all last week. And it's just a, you know, it's just the, the easy, the, the, not even easy. It's the lazy thing to do just to say, oh, they got bad. You know, they have a bad offensive line and this, this shouldn't be a matchup. Like, hey, our defense loaded up. Our defensive line is really good. All right. Some questions at cornerback. We know this already, but I, I looked at this. My only drawback for this game was I was like, oh, man this is kind of boring, you know, like for an, for an opening day game, this game has zero sizzle. Now it's the opening day. So whatever, it's going to be fun regardless. I'm on the East coast. So I get this game in a kind of a natural time slot works for my deal. I like that. But honestly on the sizzle factor, the fun factor out of one to 10, man, this is like a two, this is, this is a boring opening game for us. There's also something else I think we need to mention and at Colts coverage may not be aware of this. Carson Wentz, 0-4 against the Seahawks. Zero wins in his career against Seattle. And when you combine that with the fact that they're totally defeated on, in week one since 2013, uh, this is not a good sign for the Colts. Not a good sign for them. And I think it's, a, it's you know, it's, it could go both ways in the sense of, would you rather have a Colts team when Wentz is six, seven weeks in and, and further mentally defeated and realizes he can no longer play NFL football and is actually not their starting quarterback or with the kind of high that he'll have because he's getting that fresh start. Now, I'm a Mets fan. The Mets took on the Orioles today. For any baseball fans out there, it was a, it was a noon start, noon Eastern. Matt Harvey, the ex-Dark Knight, the Dark Knight himself, who was a huge Mets player back in like 2013, 2014, 2015, went to that World Series with the Mets. He was playing for the Orioles, came out smoking 95, 96 miles an hour by about the third inning, fourth inning. He was run out of there. Mets win the game seven to one. So Carson Wentz is the Matt Harvey of football. Seattle wins this game. Snoring game. It's going to be ugly, too. You know, this game's going to be ugly. This is this has 1916 written all over it. Ugh, murder, death, kill. But put the chalk the W up now. Seahawks week ones are never exactly pretty unless you go back to that, the, the opening game against Green Bay after the Super Bowl win. So that's that's the only week. one. Well, and then I guess if you go back. So you see, now I'm going to remember more. But there was a, a week <laughs> one game against the 49ers where they just blew him out. It was Singletary's first oh, year coaching. And I remember that he had all of the 49ers players holding hands as they walked out of the tunnel and they just got walloped. Yeah, well, they had they had to hold each other's hands, you know, just the this, the comfort they they needed it because they're about to get they're about to get their their comeuppance and they did so. Yeah, it's you know, hey, it is it's okay. It's a it to me again. It's it's kind of a boring game. Doesn't have a lot of doesn't have a lot of sizzle, and maybe that's fine. Just get out of the gate and go 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 play a game and go beat a Colts team. That's that's I don't think all that good at this point. So want to want to mosey on to uh, week two? Well, way out from one boring game to another. I it's at least. You know, there's excitement around the fact that it's football season and it's starting because if I were to pick a first game at, well, not CenturyLink, Lumen, week two is the opening week at home and they're doing it against the Tennessee Titans, which again, not, yeah. this is not exciting. I mean, I, no. it's exciting because it's the, the first game at Lumen Field, but not really exciting yeah. in terms of the matchup, I don't think. It's, it's, yeah, there's, there's no history, right? There's, there's nothing there for this. It's like that. The, yeah. They've only played twice the, since 2013. They're one and one. Yeah. The, the last time it was a 33, 27 loss on the road in Tennessee in 2017. And yeah, I, I, there's, there's some interest, I guess, in some of the Tennessee players. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and you got the Hasselback connection, right? So there's a little Hasselback <laughs> connection, which is always good to remember. But the thing here is like this, you know, the the Titans are going to be interesting this year with with the coaching changes and all that jazz. And, uh, you know, they had, they had their, what, their offensive coordinator went over to Atlanta, right? right. So they got a new OC. Um, and, you know, it's it's still going to be the Derrick Henry show. And Tannehill is actually a pretty, pretty darn good quarterback. So this is this is a good football team. Like this is not by no stretch. Is this an easy chalk it up, you know, win at home. This is a team that will come in and just do what they're going to do. And the thing is, you know, it now you knew it two years ago, it's going to be the Derrick Henry show. He's going to get like 28 to, to 31 carries. Tannehill is going to throw the ball 22 times and it's probably going to be a close game. Like there's not, there's not much else to say about again, but besides the fact that not a lot of sizzle here because no rivals, no, no, no history. Um, but you got the DK Metcalf, so. AJ Brown connection. That That's cool. All right. That's pretty cool. So I, I agree with that. That's a, at least you get to watch the, the good college highlights and a little bit of a comparison of like, who's going to be the real alpha dog going forward. Um, okay. You know, we, I talked myself into this game now. I'm, I'm actually fired <laughs> up about the Titans. Well, then, what, then let's just, let's, let's, let's meander to week three then. Cause we got to go through, I bet a little bit quicker, right? Are we going to go in order? Say, I, at some point, I, I, I really want to get to the know. matchups I'm most excited about. Well, then why don't we just say week three doesn't have a lot of sizzle either. We'll see, we'll see Justin Jefferson, uh, Kirk Cousins will probably lose to the Seahawks. I mean, like it's, it's fine, right? This is, I, I gotta tell you as beginnings of schedules go, if we're one and two from sheer boredom, I won't be shocked. Like. <laughs> It's just like, there's nothing here. And that, that it's like looking at this going like, you know, it's, I will say though, out of these first three games, you have the history of Carson Wentz being 0 and 4 against the Seahawks. You have the history of the Vikings being 0 and 7 since 2012 against the Seahawks. So in terms of road games to start out the season with, I'm really happy with, with the history that's involved that go into these road games. Yeah, why the why do we play the Vikings so darn much? Like, what what what's up with that? And it's funny we play them this much, and there's there's still besides the besides the Blair Walsh game, and then we go sign him, which is still the big head scratcher. Is like there's nothing here. We play them all the time, <laughs> and it's not even interesting. So it's there's just, no uh, huge rivalry. I feel like there's more of a rivalry like, with the Panthers or with the Packers, and absolutely we played them in the playoffs. And, you know, besides that that stupid ice bowl game. Yeah. Right. And and just more interesting games and like games that came down to the fourth quarter and things of that nature. So I'm cool if we mosey on or, or you know, well, you, let's you, talk week four because this four, is a rivalry game. Go. We get our first Finally. NFC West rivalry game in week four. And it's down in Santa Clara where the Seahawks are six and four in their last 10 road games. But you know what, Clinton? They've also won six of the last seven down there in Santa Clara. The only loss was in overtime in 2018. I was at that game. It was miserable. And they're coming <laughs> off a 26-23 win last year. And and week four is pretty interesting, right? Because in, in, the, in the sense that will Jimmy G still be the quarterback? Will he start the season as the quarterback? Will it be the Trey Lance show at that point? Will, will there be the, the, foot, the, the footsteps, the everybody calling for it if, if, if say, the, the Niners get out to a one and two start or, or worse? Um, and of course, this is going to be our third out of four road games to open the season, which is which is pretty interesting. And then we'll see we'll see as we get to the back end. It, it's you know it's kind of kind of sets up fairly nicely for us to to run to run you know do a nice little job at the end of the year there. But you know the bottom line is this this is the first. This kind of feels like week one. It, 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 very very easy to kind of see us at like a two and one or something stupid like that. Hopefully three and zero. Oh. And with that, it's 
I think what's kind of cool here is like, there's so much expectations for the Niners to simply bounce back. Like they're just a rubber band, right? Mm -hmm. You go to the Super Bowl, you should have won the Super Bowl, you lose the Super Bowl and last year gets, gets washed away and it just gets, I don't, don't get me wrong. I know they got so banged up and so injured that, that it is justified. And with that, okay, well then go prove that you, that last year was just kind of a fluke that you would have been a good team if not for the injuries. And there wasn't some legitimate Super Bowl hangover going on in addition to that. By week four, I think we'll know the truth. So this is setting up to be a fun game. And I, you know, I expect them to be 3-0 going into this game because the Seahawks haven't lost a home opener since 2008. So, you know, we, we've talked about early season ugly football, but Seahawks undefeated at home in that stretch since 08. I, I like how it shapes up at the beginning. It's it's again, I'll just go back to it. It's OK. It's 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 fine. It's it's not exactly. No, it's not exciting, or, but it's I'm right, just right. saying history is in our favor, Clinton. It, it is. And you know what? Sometimes we lose exciting games and sometimes we we, we win. We sneak out Snorfest. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's a W and who, who cares? Right. Because it's all about just. Get, just gathering those those chips and, and getting positioned for the for the playoffs anyway. So totally understand that. But exciting October third will be exciting, and I, I I'm very much looking forward to our opening day versus the Niners. That's that's a fun game. Well, we are through the first four games of the schedule. We're recording live via locker room, which means I think it's time we start bringing some people in. I got people in the queue with their hands raised. It's schedule release day. They want to talk. And so, Clinton, what do you say we start this off by bringing in Corbin Pester from Alaska? Corbin, welcome back. Corbin. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. I like this schedule, except for the first three <laughs> <laughs> the, you know yeah the ones we, we waxed on for about 15 minutes there so what's what's exciting yeah. you there corbin what's what's jumping out I'm, at you but i'm looking forward to the rams game i'm i want some revenge rams week five thursday night football the first primetime game we haven't even talked about how many primetime games that the seahawks have clinton but five primetime games on the schedule and that first one thursday night october 7th against the la rams and I'm also excited for the Jaguars game. I want to see what Trevor Lawrence, how he will respond to Pete Carroll's defense. Absolutely. That that's going to be that that was the one that I predicted last week was going to be our home opener. And if the schedule, you know, makers were were listening, uh, <laughs> they they would have they would have known that that would have made for a for a, a more fun game. And by the way, that one looks to be falling on. I think it looks like Halloween, right? October 31st is always Halloween, so. That that'll be a fun night. We could we could all dress up. Uh, maybe we all dress up like a battered Lawrence, and uh, and we have some fun. We have some fun with the whole thing. We put the wigs on the whole thing already. And I do want to go back to that that week five game quickly, Corbin. Um, yeah. What that feels like to me, also Brandon and Corbin, is like that's probably going to be our first uh, first look at some action green jerseys. Also, so you know oh, yeah. we have a certain we have a certain record when we when we wear action green. Break them out against the Rams. There you go. Yeah. And I think one more that I'm more excited for is the Steelers game. I think that that one should be pretty fun. Well, this kind of transitions us into this next set of opponents because you have the, I mentioned the Thursday night football against the Rams, then week six at Sunday night football against the Steelers. So back in prime time the following week, and then 
Monday night, the next week against the Saints. So three back to back to back primetime games and two of those at home, just the one on the road against the Steelers. And yeah, that road game against the Steelers, it's it's the one that we're getting because of the 17 week schedule. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of fired up about that one. Yeah, I think it, I think it's an interesting one, and I, we talked about this in a previous pod too. That are the Steelers with a really old Big Ben, you know, better than the Ravens and uh, better than the Browns. I mean, even the Bengals are, are, I think, way more of a fearful team after this draft than the Steelers are. Now, I hope I don't got to eat those words. Going to Heinz Field is is never a joy, but I do like the fact that we get this mini buy. I don't love having a real short week to go play the Rams, but then I do love the the mini buy before we go have to go play a tough, you know, a, in a tough stadium in Sunday night football. So that's pretty cool. The Rams is tough. The Seahawks have only won two of the last five at home against the Rams, but you got Matthew Stafford coming in. So that's going to be our first opportunity to see him. The, the Steelers though, Russ is two and zero against Pittsburgh. That's good news. The, they're coming off that 2019 win. That was uh Ben got injured right before that game, but, Seahawks won 28-26 in that game. And then the Saints game is going to be interesting because is Bridgewater going to be the quarterback of that team now that Drew Brees is gone? I, I'm, you know, they lost at home to Bridgewater at quarterback. So uh this uh this matchup with with the Saints is kind of interesting too. I, I love that one. And and whenever I see a primetime Saints game, uh I just harken back to that. I think it was the 2013 Super Bowl year where we just destroyed them in that. And right. it might have been Sunday night football. Michael like, Bennett I think it was with the touchdown. Michael ben, yeah. Michael Bennett had the sack fumble interception touch, touchdown combo that, you know, the white stag of Narnia that comes out once every like 30 years. Right. And, and it was just a, a just dismantling of what was supposed to be a premier team and kind of just, just really showed who was, who was the Godzilla really of the NFL that year. And that was, to me, that was like the crowning game in the, in the regular season that said, yeah, this is, this team has everything that, that it will take to get there. And then they did. So I'm looking forward to that too. It's, and it's, it's kind of neat, right? I mean, those, you get a couple of games really jammed in there. They're all, they're all prime time and two out of three are home. So that should be a fun little stretch right there. That's going to be a good time for the flockers. I'd say. Bloomy pointing out that Bridgewater is on the Broncos. And I, I think I, I was saying that Bridgewater was the quarterback for the last time that the saints won. So I want to make sure I said that clearly and chat room helping me out. So thanks. Blue. Nice. Good job with the, with the, uh, the, the quick fact check from, from Hong Kong there. And, and with that too, but you got, you got Taysom Hill, you got, was it's, it's Winston and Hill. Is that, is oh, Winston. That yeah. That see, that's what I, yeah. Bridgewater was the quarterback the last time they won Winston or Hill, potentially the quarterback for this matchup. That'll be an interesting one. Are there any other folks who want to come come on in to the to the locker room and and discuss, or or is it is it our job to mosey on? We can bring somebody else in, or we can mosey on. We can talk a little bit more about this Jaguars matchup week eight going into the bye week. The nice thing they put the bye week about right in the middle of the schedule, week nine. So thanks NFL. This is way better than having an early bye week. It's it's a nice. It is like a very nice middle placement right and, and it's it feels fine that that's a i like it way better than the week four and you know whatever anything anything in that 9 10 11 range feels fine longer season than usual with the 18 weeks 17 games you know it's it's going to be potluck whether you stay healthy down the stretch or not that's just that's the way the cookie crumbles in the big game of plinko that that we're all we're all playing here but to that jags game real quick it, that's that's fun. That that's that's one of the games I wanted to see early on, and 
it's one of those things where I would have liked to get Trevor Lawrence early. Um, you know, I think the dude can play, but I mean, how good do we expect the Jaguars team to be in kind of year one of the Lawrence experiment? I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I don't know that they're going to be harrowing, but I'm, I'm very excited to see Wilson Lawrence and, and maybe we get a couple of weeks of, you know, week five, six, seven, where Lawrence is playing good football and starting to come into his own. And it's a, and it's a darn good game. So I'm just overall excited for that because, you know, the dude, the dude's the blue chip guy. So it'll be interesting to watch regardless. We should know by then about what we're getting in terms of his quarterback play. That's the Shaquille Griffin coming back to Seattle game. That's the Brian oh, yes. Schottenheimer and Daryl Bevel coming back to Seattle game. So that's kind of a fun one. It's going to tear my heart and soul apart when Shaquem Griffin, you know, uh, gets like two and a half sacks because all they do is line him up and let him go get the quarterback. And that's going to like, it's going to just destroy all our souls. He like, hasn't just signed instantly. yet, but it, I think we can almost it's guarantee coming. that that's where he's going to be. It's happening. So two and a half sacks. Just if you're a fantasy football player, like you do the, you know, you do the individual defensive players just for that week, go to the wire, go get Shaquem Griffin. Take your two and a half sacks and thank me later. It's just, it's going to happen and we're all going to be, we're going to cry about it. We are kind of going through this week by week and coming up after the bye, Clinton. It is the game against the Packers. And this is one that I feel like you got a circle on the schedule, the double red circle, because the last time the Seahawks won at Lambeau Field, Ricky Martin was living La Vida Loca, Clinton. Wow. <laughs> I, I know that I, that that sends me to an era. I'm not exactly, you know, what where I'm in, but it's, it's the Sugar 90s. Sugar Ray right? so singing talking, every morning, yeah. Eminem. We're talking, my name is. is. This, like, this is this is the era of Seahawks. The, the last time they won at Lambeau. 19, 1997? Is that, I'm just taking a quick 1999. Quick 99. Okay. Wow. It's yeah. That's uh yeah, to uh to quote uh stained, it's been a while, right? So geez Louise. 1999. Yes. Great song. See, Great Stained song. had a hit in between the time <laughs> the, the Seahawks actually won at Lambeau. That's how long it's been. And of course, the big question mark is simply, will it be, will Rogers be on this team? I don't see any way possible. I just don't. Cause I, because we just went through what we went through all the nonsense of everything we went through this off season. And even a little bit last off season with, with Wilson, I just don't see it. I just, it's just I, I think he'll be there. I think he'll be playing. He'll be, he'll be good as always. And they're friggin' tough to beat at home. The only, the one thing I'd say about this that I think is pretty good or two things coming off a of buy is a okay. And November 14th, it shouldn't be, it should not be freezing, freezing yet. You can still get a really cold day out there, but it shouldn't be 10 degrees. So, all right, those, those two things are, I'd say slightly in our favor. It is. It could be a snow game anytime after October. In Wisconsin, could be a snow game. So, uh, but yeah, not December. So, I guess that's a positive. The one dude I'm really looking forward to seeing. Not that I want to see him succeed against us that day, but we talked a good about a good amount about Am Amari Rogers. You know, throughout the uh, throughout right. the preseason here. Um, you know, love that we got D. Eskridge. I, we talked about that last week too. But I do think that Amari Rogers is a quite a good ball player. He showed a lot. And then if you all of a sudden give you know, you got, you got Tunyon, you got Devontae Adams, you got, you know, and then, and then you got Amari uh, Rogers there. And it, that's, it just becomes an, and you got the commandant you got uh, Adam Lassard, who's actually a pretty good player. It, it becomes a more formidable wide receiving core than just Devontae Adams and a bunch of dudes. So let's see, let's see if that, if a rookie can get there. But again, it's one of those things where they'll have nine weeks to, to kind of grow into that. So it'll be, 
an interesting storyline to follow will be like, does Green Bay have a real second and third option besides Devontae Adams by that point? And if so, are they going to be super dangerous at, the, at that, you know, with, with the, just a bit more help for Rodgers? Because obviously the storyline is simply he has not gotten the kind of help uh, that, that he, he probably would have wished for throughout the draft the last couple of years. Yeah, and I, I do like the Packers draft from this year. I, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the draft classes throughout the NFL, but we can we can talk about that on an upcoming show, Clinton. Sure. I want to move on the week 11 game. The first time the Seahawks see the Cardinals will be week 11. So into yeah. the second half of the season, we face the Cardinals de- November 21st. And at home against the Cardinals is not something... I'm a huge fan of because ever since that 58 to nothing game in 2012, the Seahawks are only three and five at home against the Cardinals. Yeah, we've lost, you know, we've lost to some okay teams and some good teams and we lost to some crap teams, right? Let's just to some bad, you know, like, okay, at best Cardinal teams as well that I don't know there's something, something funky there. This was the, you know, Arians has us at home type thing and, and him in a stupid hat now have a ring down in Tampa. So whatever. Um, I'm still waiting for I'm still waiting for this Cardinals team to be as good as people say they are. You know, and that probably comes down to Murray and that probably comes comes down to their head coach and and his and that you know that widespread scheme and you know Adam picks it apart all the time. Is it is it just rinky dink and just this all horizontal or can it actually work in the NFL? They kind of load it up again with more weapons. We'll see, but like they're healthy. They're young. They have a really good wide receiving core. Like it's kind of now or never. I feel like for uh, for Kingsbury there. Yeah, JJ Watt comes in at two years, twenty eight million. AJ Green comes in and replaces Larry Fitzgerald, and you got running back James Conner, the running back you didn't want, Clinton. I do. Goes, still don't want him. <laughs> goes to the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, that I'm not too fearful of of them. But didn't they also draft? No, they didn't draft a running back. No, they dropped. Um, they went, they, they drafted went, Rondale Moore, though. That's right. They got from from Purdue. If I if I got that straight, so you know, very 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 solid player. So we'll we'll see. I mean, there's that that one's again. We got 10, 10 full weeks, but this is a team that so many people are are I think really really high on, and I'm just not quite sure why. I don't I don't think it's there, um, and I don't think they took the huge steps. They got some big names. Yeah, but I don't think they take a big AJ, step this year. Yeah, AJ Green and and Watt at that this part of their career is that really going to do it? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, we just do what we got to do at home and 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 put them in the rear view and hope maybe even by that time of the year they're starting to spiral, which would be quite nice. Well, the Seahawks take a four week break with primetime matchups and then they're back into primetime week twelve, November 29th. I guess that would be the weekend after Thanksgiving. They're on the road against the Washington football team, and then back home Sunday night football against the Santa Clara 49ers. So back-to-back <laughs> games in prime time, and I'm, I'm definitely excited about that Niners matchup. Yeah, the Niners one going to be super fun. And just, you know, of the whole, of all the, of all the primetime games, um, there's a clear hierarchy, right? So Sunday night football is by far the best. Thursday night football to me is, is has for me, leapfrogged Monday night football and Monday night football is kind of like, I don't know, the, the, the polished turd. It's just, it, you, when we grew up, it was what it was Madden and it was summer. It was summer all like Monday night football was 
the jam. And that was before they kind of, you know, Sunday night football became, became more, more and more of a gem game than they introduced Thursday night football, but more and more Monday nights have become these turds. And so there's definitely a hierarchy there. I'll say this, that Washington football team there, that's a good, that's a good team. You know, I, 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 they, they might not look amazing on offense just yet, but they went and got Curtis Samuel, which I think is an amazing compliment to, to Terry McLovin over there. Um, whether Fitzpatrick is still the quarterback at that point, or if they found something in Heineke, we'll see. I mean, Hey, the team that got the closest to beating the Tampa Bay bucks in the playoffs was the Washington football team. Right. They had them on the ropes and Heineke was doing all the things that, uh, that, you know, supposedly the best quarterback in the NFL couldn't do in the Super Bowl. He did. He had the same exact pressure and had way more success. So that's a good football team, man. They, they can cause havoc. You know what that game's going to show us? That game will show us if we're pissed off that Ethan Posick is still our center. That game, that, that, I'm telling you. With that, that defensive line, us. yeah. I, well, and, you know, in terms of defensive lines, you got the the one against the football team. I mean, the Cardinals always seem to give us trouble. The the Packers before that, and then the Niners the week after. So that could probably be the, the biggest stretch in terms of having any issues against defenses. It, it's going to be a, a bit of a defensive defensive line gauntlet there. It'd be a very interesting part of the schedule. Um, and we should, we should win a chunk of those games too. We should, we should beat the Niners at home. I, th- I think, I think we're a better team than them. We should, we should still beat the Washington football team in the row. We're still a better football team than them. So it's an interesting part of the schedule. And it's, it, it is certainly a little bit odd that they strung together all of our national games, they, all, all the primetime games with whether that's three in a row or two in a row. That's just an interesting little thing as well. And we'll see as a fan, it, I don't know. It's fun, right? That those that they have they have more spirit, they have more rah rah, and then you know you get to you get to crack your beers a little later, and you get to get to the Discord and get on get on with the flockers and and have some fun. So I'm excited for it, Brandon. I'll, I'll toss back to you. And anybody wanting to chime in yet, or do we just keep on rolling? Well, Tim Moon may want to chime in because week nice. 14 is the game against the Houston Texans. So down in Tim's neck of the woods, and it is the only other 10 a.m. start Pacific on the season and yeah it's going to be down there in houston speaking of not knowing who the quarterbacks are but uh yeah why don't we bring tim in to get his reaction excellent yeah going to three hours away to go see the seahawks that's pretty cool for me and since they don't have a quarterback and won't have any fans it'll be easy to get tickets <laughs> that that was going to be that's where i was going like number one you know houston's not going to care about capacity they're ready they're already packing seventy thousand people into dallas and, and texas just saying Cool. You know, yeah, just Astros come, come games. on in. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's just come on in. Right. So the, the, the Astros, the, and then they, they, they're probably not going to be, they might be the worst team in the league this year and it should be able to drive, drive down ticket prices that that might be a good little get. And by the way, I'll throw a third one out there. December 12th is cold. Most places, Houston, it's probably going to be like 80 degrees. I don't know. Seems like a pretty, seems like a pretty good get. Well, wait a minute. What day is that? It is on Sunday, December 12th. Yeah, it'll the weather will be fine. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's I'll just say that's an early one. Now, to there's one thing you guys haven't noticed. Um, Detroit's coming to Seattle. I was a little worried that we wouldn't get to sack Goff once, you know, once this year, and it looks like that's not going to be a problem. So 
Uh, that's a night. That's encouraging. I think. Well, we don't know. I mean, that's week seventeen of the schedule. Is Goff still going to be the quarterback of the Lions by the time he comes to Seattle? It's already we're into twenty twenty two. Talking about a game here, <laughs> it's it's crazy with this uh, eighteen week schedule. Now we got two well, January gotta, games this year. Got to let him try as long as if they traded all that all that for him. They come on. Oh, Detroit yeah. has to let him play. I don't even think I could name who the number two quarterback in Detroit is right now. No, it's that's oh, well. not Orlovsky. <laughs> that, that much I we know. We can only hope. And I think the Titans game could be a lot better than you think it will be. But um, I like the schedule, and I think the Seahawks have a shot at going 13-4. So anyway, I'm going to go with that. Well, big thanks for coming in, Tim. Hey, and thanks, you guys. Appreciate the show. Maybe we will see you in Houston in December. I, hey, I that definitely would be awesome. I, I like that as a potential road game, especially what Clinton's saying about the weather. Yeah, it'll be. It should be unless so, sometimes it rains in December. So uh, it rains really, but it all rains all at once in Houston. So it it get it, you get it over with fast, but it rains a lot. So, but if there's no rain, it should be really nice. Wouldn't be a bad get. Not too hard to get to from the East Coast. Not that bad to get to from the West Coast. You know, just just saying. Not not so bad. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. So anyway, have you discussed the Vegas game? The preseason week one game. Yeah, that was fun too. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that's break, breaking news to me. So uh, no, that that's, that'll be cool. Uh, I'm excited. I, I, I'm even, even though it's, you know, a little bit in jest that it, that's preseason, it is Vegas. I mean, that, that will be such a fun environment. Um, looking forward to that. That that's going to be an amazing vibe. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, we can close out the preseason, Clinton. It is Raiders Week One in Las Vegas, and then you have two preseason games in Seattle. It's uh, Denver Broncos Week Two of the preseason and Chargers Week Three. Sounds like every other preseason. Sounds <laughs> just, <good>. just about. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Uh, don't get hurt. Yeah, go Hawks. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and this idea of good weather games in December to go to on the road. You have December 12 in Houston and you have December 19 in LA, a a chance to see that brand new stadium. So I want to give a little, just, you know, a little bit of my opinion here, right? So shocking, right? Um, LA is a pretty much a trash city. Uh, It's not that great. It's uh, overstated, uh, expensive and not that fun. So, you know, it's fine, but they don't deserve a football team, let alone two. And the Rams could, you know, kick rocks. Okay, so Clinton will not be going to the L.A. game. Maybe the Houston one. That's a that's a that's an accurate reading. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) you picked it up. Thank you. Well, this is exciting because it sets up for the Seahawks to have three straight home games to close out the season. Two at Lumen Field, December 26th against the Bears then January 2nd against the Lions, and then the third straight home game down in Arizona against the Cardinals to close out the season. I like this little stretch here. I mean, it's it's going to be, look, look, once you get to Christmas time and the NFL, it, it's it's just fun, right? It's kind of special. So I love that we get two tucked right, right in a row, right in the holidays up in Seattle. Those are going to be fun, just fun scenarios. You know, you get you get the Christmas hats, you get everybody decked out the action green Santa hats. That's going to be a blast, man. And that, like I said before, I'm not sure if it'll be the Friday. Actually, I'm, I would imagine it's going to be the Monday being recognized because the Friday is kind of jammed into Christmas week. So um, 
it's just going to be like kind of a real festive time. And with people really trying to blow off steam, considering last year, what they couldn't do last year, you know, that, that just, that just kind of screams to me. That's a fun stretch. We get to see Justin Fields and man, 15 weeks of watching that dude. We'll see what we got. He might, he might be like Lamar Jackson at that point. Like this guy is going to be really difficult or he might be, uh, you know, who's, who's the dude, who's the dude who just flamed out at the, uh, the one, Oh, Haskins, right. You might be like a Haskins where it's like, Oh, this guy really can't play. He's probably more like Lamar Jackson than Haskins, but we'll see. But that's going to be interesting. I mean, the golf, the golf line is, is okay. I look at the overall schedule though, Brandon, it's like, we're playing some bottom of the barrel teams a few times at least, right. Between the Texans and the lions and, you know, the Jaguars should be okay. Or at least you know, just kind of, there's some momentum there, but we're probably playing three of we'll end up being the bottom eight out of 17 games. That's, that's, I think that's fairly favorable just in general. Yeah. I think it's relatively balanced. If you were to look at this in terms of the number of playoff teams from last year that you're going to face, obviously uh, starting off the schedule, you have uh, the Colts were a playoff team. The Titans were a playoff team. And then you skip to week five, Rams, week six, Steelers. Uh, you had the the Saints that were a playoff team last year, but that's kind of in question, I think, for this year. Then yeah. you have the Packers as a playoff team. You have the football team made the playoffs last year. Rams again. Yeah. And then Lions, Cardinals to close out the season. So eight teams, eight of your 17 games are against playoff teams. So relatively balanced. Yeah, I'd say it's balanced, and and we didn't really check in on, on that week eighteen game seventeen game at at the stadium, which we, we don't really like to talk about things that happen in that stadium. I, I'd say the best thing that could happen for Seattle is some somehow some way that game is meaningless, right? So oh yeah, like like we do not need like whether that's it's going to be very difficult to lock up a one seed in, in now a seventeen game schedule. It's just going to be. So I, I doubt that'll be the case where it's like, okay, we could rest and we're the one seed. Um, maybe we're just locked into like, you know, two, three, four, five, and we're just not going to move and we could just punt it and be like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. We'll take a bye week and not go play in that, that sinister, you know, uh, you know, bur- burial ground stadium. Hey, that, look, that, that outside of all of the injuries that have happened and the, the playoff game that we're not talking about (laughs) the regular season has been relatively friendly in terms of the schedule. The Seahawks are six, two and one there. And I just, I'm, I'm already just writing the story that it's going to be a meaningless game. The Cardinals fans are going to stay home. And this can be a Seahawks fan party in week 18 in that stadium as they head into the playoffs. Okay. I like your version better than where where mine was going. So I'll just, you know, the choose your own adventure books, you know, I'll, I'll go with, I'll turn to your page and say, I like that, that track better. And let, let's run that way. But overall, this is point. See Tim in the chat. It almost has to be Clinton that, that Houston has to be the road game that we go to. It's on 12, 12. Oh my gosh. I, I think this just has to be the game that as Seahawks fans, we say we're going to Houston in December now. Uh, listen, uh, this the, when 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 the stars align, right? So the the instant karma is going to hit you, and it's gonna it's gonna slap you right in the face with that one. So twelve, twelve, twenty one, my oh my! Like hey, I liked I liked it before before the uh, you know cosmicology was was you know th- thrown out there. So I'm in twelve, twelve in Houston sounds like a lot of fun. Like I said, you know the stadium will be packed; they'll allow that. 
Tickets won't be that that expensive. Houston's actually a really fun city. If people have never been there, I've been there like four or five times now for work. We got buddies down there. We got flockers. Like Brian Shaw's also based in Houston, if, if my memory's serving correctly. He's in that area, um, yep. And and it's it's you know people don't realize how big and fun of a city. I think Houston's the fourth most populous city in America. You know, so it's it is a big, fun, vibrant city. And again, we'll have good weather. So sign me up. I'm in for 12, 12, 21. That sounds like a good deal. Well, Clinton, that seems like a good place to end the show. It has flown by as we've broke down the schedule. And I don't know. What, what do you say we close this out? Do you have any record prediction? We didn't go game by game and predict the record. You know, that kind of nonsense. You can leave that to the network shows. But just yeah. overall, the feeling that you get when you see this schedule, does it produce any kind of record in your brain? Remembering that it's 17 games and not 16. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the, it, it's it's feeling like a, and knowing what this team is, it's feeling like 11 and six, you know, that that's kind of where I think we're at. And then, and, and that'll be enough to get into the playoffs. And if we're healthy, we're, we're the type of team that can make a run and go in the whole, whole darn thing. So I, I know that might be as boring as our week one matchup, but that's where I think we're at. I think we're right in that, that kind of happy lane of where a good football team will make the playoffs and we have just as good a shot as anybody in, in the postseason and just go win the darn thing. So I'm already focused on the trophy there, the Lombardi, but 11 and six feels about right for me. You got any early, early predictions yourself? Yeah, I'm with Jeremy in the chat. He says 17 and 0 in a Super Bowl win. <laughs> Obviously. I love, it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Why, well, you know, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, right? So just uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's, I should, I should have let you know the, the sober yin and raging yang, which we haven't talked about too much in the, in the offseason. I should have went raging yang with you and said, <laughs> said what my heart wanted to say. So, and realistically, though, it feels like anything between 11 wins and 13 wins, it, it was probably, it would probably be where I think most Seahawks fans come out because 10 and seven, that would be really disappointing. Anything over 13 would be, you know, you're talking number one seed in the division. So uh, do I think that the, that the Seahawks can be the best team in the NFC having to face teams like the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals in the division? That could be asking a lot, but I'm sticking with 17-0 right now. Yeah, I like it. Hey, you know what? The schedule just came out. So why? So I love it. Just throttle up. And if I get a chance to change my vote, I'm with you. I'll saddle up. And I think with that, Clinton, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.